I'm just going to introduce our series. Um, so we've been in uh, eight weeks of a series called Come and Stay. And the heart behind the series is in a culture of come and go that's often fast-paced, rooted in productivity, overstimulated, distracted. We're trying to be a people that, that say yes to Jesus' invitation to come and stay. And in John 15, when he says, abide in me and you'll bear fruit, you know, abide in me. You can do nothing without me. It's this invitation, just like you remain in me, you just stay close to me, live in my presence, learn my presence, receive in my presence, and you will bear fruit. And if you're like me, you, you come from this like Christian church heritage, which had a lot of good in it, a lot of beauty in it, but also what it had in it was this sneaky white knuckled faith, which is you kind of earn your stripes. You come to salvation by grace, but after that, you, you kind of, you earn it. You know what I mean? And, and this is pushing back against that mindset. Like, no, actually, if we'll learn how to be still in the presence of God, he has things for us that we could never have managed by our own mind, by our own might, by our own strength, by our own discipline. All right. And so, and then we're, we're rooting this whole series in Galatians chapter five. So where John 15 says, abide in me, you'll bear fruit. Galatians five, here's the fruit of the spirit. And so every week we're meditating on a fruit of the spirit. And instead of just like defining it and asking, how do we do this more? Um, we're going, God, where did you first demonstrate this? And how do we as kids, your kids, sit in your presence and receive? So love, we meditated on the cross and receive the love of God and so on and so forth. So today uh, we're capturing the word goodness. All right, and um, immediately, if we're trying to like analyze and differentiate the word goodness from last week, which is kindness, and then next week, which is faithfulness, uh, when you kind of get into the word, Gentry was helping me learn this, it's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, all pretty close together. There's not a lot differentiating the three. Um, if you were looking for like one word that helps goodness be unique, think of like benevolence. Or if you're like me and you're like, I definitely know what benevolence is. I definitely know. Am I the only one that words like that just never make sense to me, even though I kind of know what it is? Uh, generosity, all right? And so God is a God of goodness, of generosity. And from a God who is comprised of goodness come good things. Think about James chapter one. All good things are from where? Where are good things coming from? Above. They come from God, right? And Here's my precursor to today's conversation. Um, I need you to leave behind your like type A analytical problem solving brain. Just toss it over there for the morning, all right? And I need you to turn on your childlike imagination. I need you to be ready to engage your mind's eye. Someone did this once at a, at a training I was at, and it really helped me recognize the power of my brain. Everyone close your eyes right now. And I want you to picture a snowfall in the Rocky Mountains on Christmas morning. That's my baby. She's not going to stop doing that. It just started three days ago and has not stopped. So picture my baby in the Rockies. <laughs> She's going to help you. Um, Picture a log cabin 
Mm-hmm. Picture a fire, not, a, not like, you know, one of those electric fires, you know, like, like wood, like, like you're throwing logs on the fire. If you wanna know what I'm not like, picture me throwing, my, throwing logs onto a fire. <laughs> Never done that before. Log cabins, do you see it? Picture you in your jammies. What do you wear when you're wearing jammies? All right, cozying up next to the fire under a nice warm blanket. All right, open your eyes. Did you see it? Wasn't that nice? Welcome back to Nashville. (laughs) All right, Um, so that's what I want you to engage today. Let your imagination have fun today because we're going to read slowly the Genesis 1 creation account. And if you let your analytical brain have too much power, you'll miss out on some of the beauty and the awe and the wonder of this story of God creating existence. There's a lot of beauty in this story, and we can analyze it later. Was it seven literal days, or was it like seven million years spread across seven phases? I don't know. I don't know. That's why we have imaginations, okay? So we're going to be in Genesis chapter one, and so normally every week we've had this teaching portion And then this meditation portion where we contemplate a scripture and we just like meditate on scripture and we ask Holy Spirit. Today, we're bringing them together. I'm gonna ask you to use your imagination as I slowly read out of the New Living Translation, the Genesis 1 creation account. Gentry, by the way, I took your Bible off your desk because I have an ESV. All right. Um, All right, Genesis chapter one. And so whatever imagination posture looks like for you, if you need to sit up, take a deep breath, Exhale, if you need to come sit on the floor, if you need to like let your shoulders relax. But what I would invite you to do is engage your mind's eye as I read this. Because we're about to read a story about a God who is comprised of goodness, making things that are good. And the good things that he makes are to remind us of the goodness that is God. And I think this is really important. I was As I was considering the Genesis 1 account, as I read this story, you're gonna feel how beautiful it is, the wonder in it, the perfection in it. It's just pure as we read it. And what I felt as I was like preparing for this morning was contrasting the Genesis 1 story with now. And what I think was exposed in me, if I'm being really honest, in my heart of hearts, I can sometimes carry a cynical worldview where I think about humanity and immediately it's like I see CNN headlines in my brain. Chaos, calamity, warfare, heartbreak, the environments. Everyone's dying, everything's dying, everything's bad, right? Like news cycles at some point figured out we actually sneakily have a hate love thing with fear. We're kind of addicted to it. So they kept feeding us fear. And we have this like global awareness of everything that's going wrong. And if we're not careful, it will dim this light in us, this imago Dei in us, this, hey, you and I are made in the image of God. And when God made the world and when he made you and when he made humans, he actually complimented his work. A perfect, holy, righteous God made earth and made us and said, that's good. Not good enough, not that'll do, not that'll work for now, but like that is good. So I'm inviting us to reimagine like our heritage, our true heritage in Genesis chapter one. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna read this slow. Then we'll ask some questions at the end. Let your imagination begin. Genesis 
in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. I wonder what it was like when God turned the lights on. And God saw that the light was good. And then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made the space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. And God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that's what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation. Every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that's what happened. The land produced vegetation. All sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produce plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. So right now, as you picture this moment, you have day, you have night, you have vegetation, you have plants, you have water, you have dry land, but no animals, no insects, no humans, just the earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And this is what happened. 
God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day, the smaller one to govern the night. And he also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, morning came, marking the fourth day. It only gets more fun from here. Then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. So just imagine a vast ocean underneath it, nothing is there, and then all of a sudden. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind and God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground and wild animals. And that's what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. And so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. <clears throat> then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. <clears throat> then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. 
And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. All right, I think I'm gonna spend a, just a few moments walking through the fun I had um, picturing all of this. And it just kind of stuck out to me how busy my eyes are and my mind is in my day-to-day. And how hard it can be to like slow down and to just notice nature and how good it is. Tristan, I do, I think I wanna use those pictures. Let's go to the first one. I just started thinking, I grew up going to Kroger and Walmart. It seems revolutionary that the earth can make food, you know? I just thought humans made it and put it on aisles. It's not true that the earth does it. (laughs) Trees do it. And we know it. And I even included kale because I wanted to be health conscious. I was like, coconuts just grow like that? You ever slowed down long enough to be like, do what? Food just happens like this? Look at those bananas. Who doesn't want one of those? (laughs) Me, honestly, I'm not really a banana guy. The oranges, have you ever just slowed down and thought about like vegetation and like what the earth produces? We don't provide for us. Like God has made an earth that provides for us. It's so cool. The three just means it was on day three. It was gonna be a whole thing, but I I scrapped it at the last minute. All right, go to the next one. Ugh. The ocean. I remember talking to my friend Sarah, and she was like, people get so tore up about do aliens exist? And she's like, have you ever seen what lives in the ocean? They do, in fact, exist. What in the heck is an octopus? Look at that thing. How is that alive? Looks like a volcano or something. Dolphins? How cool are those? Guys, seriously, I know this feels like For some of us currently right now who aren't morning people, like, yeah, I get it. Keep going. No, like, seriously. How cool are dolphins? You ever realize that God did that? That in the mind of God is a seahorse? (laughs) Dude, what the frick is going on with that little guy? As I was looking for pictures, I thought about what came to my head, and then I obviously Googled it and then dragged and dropped seahorse. I didn't even look at the headline, but one said the most poisonous seahorse in existence. And I was like, no, 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 no. Science got it wrong. There's no way they're poisonous. They're too sweet. Coral reef? What is that? Amazing. Go to the next one. This is what came to my head when I thought about animals. (laughs) Oh, look at that tiger, dude. 
just would murder us. So beautiful. Look at that. How majestic is a tiger? I mean, do you not just look at a tiger and immediately feel this like reverence? Like, I don't make it too deep, but like I look at a tiger and I'm like, dang, like that's different. Something about that is special. A puppy, fact, we worship puppies. We need to chill out. They're not better than humans, according to God, okay? But wow, look at that good boy. You know for a fact he's a good boy. I think that's a jaguar. It might be a girl, good girl. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It probably is a girl, since, since it's a good dog. Um, I'm kidding, it's a joke. I don't know what that joke was. Look at that guy, girl. Look at that leopard. You ever seen a leopard drag an alligator or a crocodile out of the water? You ever seen that documentary? God, their, their jaws are so strong. And then cows. I thought about cows and was like, man, we really, we overlook cows. We just eat our ribeyes. We're so privileged. But cows are so helpful, so docile, so nice. Is it? Are you positive? Wait, cheetahs are like thinner, I thought. I think jaguars have like bigger. <laughs> we'll come back next week on this. <laughs> Look at that cheetah. Anyway. How sweet is it that God created the world? And when you really study the scripture, like just pay attention. He makes man and woman, and only then does he say, this is very good. Everything's good until we show up. Is that how you feel about humanity? Everything's good until we show up, and then it gets very good? Now, why is that? Because according to God, that's true. And it's so sweet. He says, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. I've given you. <clears throat> it's as if he built this earth and then thought, now who gets to live in this and reign in this? It's as if he built the earth to be a suitable home for us. Is not God so good? Like, don't skip ahead to the brokenness part where we have had poor stewardship of the earth, poor stewardship of each other. Let yourself be a child full of awe and wonder. The God of all things designed the earth and then said, all right, take care of it. Enjoy this. Eat of it. Steward it. Care for it. Who knows what Imago Dei means? It's classic Christian stuff. Imago Dei, what is that? Yeah, you're made in the image of God. We look at all that and go, that's so good. But then look around. And do you feel the same awe and wonder? You look at a tiger and if you're like me, you're like, wow. You look at humans and what do you do? You project your own brokenness onto everyone else. Like, we kind of got to all just apologize to each other, really. You know, like. But God made you in his image. Think about how cute humans are for a second. Let's just leave behind our cynicism. 
As I was talking to Gentry about this on Tuesday, you know, he pointed out something relatively obvious, but I don't pause and think about it enough. It's rare you'll find a squirrel on a tree branch contemplating the God of the universe and appreciating creation. But humans do. We'll sit there and watch a sunset and be like, now nah, I don't know why, but that's amazing. Surely we're not alone on this earth. You know? Think about how we like rule and govern. A tiger kills an animal and feeds its cub and it's like, that's life. But we go around killing people and we're like, mm, 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 mm. we do not behave that way. Something in us goes, nope. And we gotta make rules to prevent that from ever happening again. What is that? Why are we like that? What's going on with us? Think about the Enneagram. I don't think dolphins have Enneagrams. But, hu- thank you, Emma. Humans, <laughs> I mean, seriously, what is, like, we are so distinguished from all of creation. We've got this complexity in us. We have feelings. We care. We want to be known. We want to have friendship. We don't just want to like eat and provide for our kids. Like we want to be friends. We want to play spike ball. Humans made spike ball. What are we doing? We're so goofy. We're fun. (laughs) Humans are cool, man. We're made in the image of God. Like I thought about a child with Legos. What does a child with Legos do but build a world? What is that? What is in us that wants to build a world? That's God in us. That's our heritage. Genesis 1 is where we come from. The image of God. And all of these good things that we're surrounded by point us back to the goodness of God. Amidst all the brokenness, all the chaos, all the calamity, there is good. There is. And it's all around us. And it invites us back to adore the originator of all the good. It reminded me of Psalm chapter eight. I'm gonna read this over you and then we're gonna circle up and just chit chat. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. Here's the posture, these next few verses that I'm inviting us into. When I look at the night sky and I see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them. But it's not cynical, yet you made them only a little lower than God and you crown them with glory and with honor. And somehow, some way, you gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority, the flocks and the herds and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims the ocean currents. And every time we go on this journey, creation, man, It should always end the way this chapter ends with verse nine. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. All of this directs me to praise your name. And so my invitation for you as you walk in this life 
One of the things I'm really learning about Nashville, we are in a hurry. We are entrepreneurial. We have things to accomplish. And then even when we're chilling, we're not chilling. Our version of chilling is what event is happening tonight that's going to mean the world to us. If we lose the ability to slow, to look, to notice, to notice a little bit longer, and to let the earth and to let humanity do what it naturally does and point us into the goodness of God, the world is desperate for a people that understand the earth is good, that humans are very good, and that God is a God made of goodness. And so I'm gonna invite us to just circle up and let's just chit chat, let's have some fun. There's some prompts. But let's talk about what you visualize in Genesis chapter one. What did you think about? What was coming into your mind's eye? And if you wanna, if you wanna have like a more guided discussion, you can check the questions behind me. But for now, let's circle up. Groups of two to four to five to six, whatever. Let's hang, let's talk. Let's have some fun this morning.